This podcast was brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on Sirius XM. Welcome back. Joining me now in the studio is uh, two principals of uh, a very, very interesting company. Uh, the name of the company is Somatics. Uh, the website is somatics.com. We're super excited to have with us today in the studio, Iran Ophir, who is Chief Executive Officer and CEO of Somatics, and also Charles Herman, who is Chief Medical Officer of the organization as well. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having us. Super Thank excited. You. You're super excited to have you guys here. Um, Super excited because one of the things that Somatics is doing is super cutting edge. I want you to describe quickly, uh, maybe we'll start with uh, Iran, start quickly with kind of the platform, give our listeners a kind of sense of what you've been doing, how it has evolved, what exactly does. This is cutting edge stuff, so super excited to hear about it. (laughs) Thank you. So Somatics is a remote patient monitoring platform. It's a software platform. We basically provide the system to healthcare providers, to elderly care facilities, and so on, in order to remotely monitor their patients. It could be elderly, it could be discharged patients, it could be patients under, under treatment. Now, it's based on a unique and proprietary and patented technology that we have developed, okay. in which we take the raw data mm-hmm. from sensors that exist on almost any type of okay. smartwatches and wristbands. Gotcha. This and is huge right now, right? This sort of wearable kind of technology. Yep. This is hot yes. right now and this people are really into this. This is the wearable hype. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Right. Mm-hmm. And from the movement of the hand, mm-hmm. we can tell what's the gesture that you are doing. Wow. Whether you are eating or drinking or smoking or taking medication, mm-hmm. everything that you do. So what we are trying to do is to understand continuously about that person, mm-hmm. what that person is doing and when and where and how long and how often, why? Because at the end of the day, that platform enables the physicians, the clinicians, the caregivers mm-hmm. to apply immediate intervention based on the context of what that person is doing. Gotcha. This is absolutely fascinating um, because the idea of being able to take something as innocuous as a gesture, this is something we don't even think about, right? As, right. as humans, uh, organisms making our way through the right. world every day. We're just making these gestures. They are what they are. Right. And you guys have figured out how to take the algorithms that translate these gestures right. innocuously and turn them into, I understand what you're doing. Right? right, right, exactly. And this is so for, and this is huge for the medical field, right, Charles? Because Absolutely. because Absolutely. this is going to be able to now make a super strong connection between not just what the patient's going to tell right. you they're doing, but innocuously understanding what exactly they're doing right. and how you can help them. Exactly, Americus. We we know clinically, myself as a hospital executive as well as a doctor, we just know from the data studies that self-reported data is just really, really highly inaccurate. Mm-hmm. Someone in general may not want to tell you if they're Mm -hmm. not taking their medications or smoking. They may forget. Mm -hmm. Uh, They may be an elderly patient who may not be capable of, you know, being able to manage all the things they need to do during a day. Mm -hmm. And so this is really sort of the holy grail for providers being able to immediately in real time Mm -hmm. be able to pick up what someone is doing without someone actually having to be there and then intervening. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if we have someone who just was discharged from the hospital uh, with a, a episode of too high blood pressure, and mm-hmm. we see that they missed their one, two, three doses of medication, that patient very likely is going to end back up in the emergency room. Gotcha. Uh, and there's a massive cost associated Massive with that. cost. Mm-hmm. So, you know, everyone now, one of the catchwords I'm sure you've been hearing in the healthcare economy is value-based reimbursement. Mm-hmm. And so we, we, as providers, particularly in the hospital, are penalized on 
poor quality. Mm -hmm. So if we have patients coming back in for within 30 days, for example, back to our emergency rooms, and they're coming and have to be readmitted. Mm -hmm. In many cases, we're not getting reimbursed at all for that care. And what does that cost? Thirteen to fifteen thousand dollars per patient per readmission in general mm-hmm. to the hospital in wow. unreimbursed care. So you know, for p- large hospitals, these are, we're talking multi millions of dollars into the healthcare system mm-hmm. at large. We're talking billions of dollars, and more importantly, the quality of the care mm-hmm. to the patient potentially could be improved if we could intervene sooner, based on actionable intelligence Mm -hmm. from a system like this that's telling us sort of immediately when something's going wrong and we can have a nurse or someone call the home and see what's going on and try to contact them. So that's the power, I think, of, of this technology. I love it. The idea of value-based reimbursement is critical because it's, it's an opportunity to reduce pain and actually make the system more efficient. Iran, now when you, how, how old is the, the company and the technology? How long did it take to develop this? This is like super hardcore science yeah. fiction yeah. stuff. Yeah. So yeah. tell us a little bit about you know, how you refine this right. system to make sure that it's accurate enough to do what you need it to do. So the company was founded early 2015, uh, February 2015. Wow. So it's relatively... Oh, wow. (laughs) That's impressive. Right. It was the combination, you know, of technology, experience, and kind of opportunity really in the Mm -hmm. market. Mm -hmm. I I met late uh, 2014 the CTO and the uh, co-founder of the company, Mm -hmm. Uri Schatzberg. Okay. And... He demonstrated to me a technology that he developed in which, you know, he's doing all that stuff of understanding from the three-dimensional vectors that represent the movement of the hand. Uh-huh. So he built the mathematical models in understand, uh-huh. to understand in real, time, in real time, which is critical, Wow, what that person is doing. Mm-hmm. So I, saw, I thought, well, it could, this could be great to, you know, to healthcare. Mm-hmm. But as we were both not familiar with healthcare, we came from completely different industries, mm-hmm. we needed some help. Mm-hmm. So we went and um, uh, participated in two U.S. healthcare accelerators. Okay. Uh, first of all, we've been to uh, Dream It Health in Philly for six oh, months. Oh, interesting. Yes. Yeah. Steve Barsh is a right colleague here. of mine. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Excellent. So we were there for the first six months of 2016. Mm-hmm. Nice. And they worked with us on the value proposition and kind of the four P's uh, of healthcare, the value that basically we bring to the patient, mm-hmm. physician, provider, and payer, mm-hmm. which is really critical oh, of you know understanding what's the value that you bring to each one of those participants of in the value chain, and then um, and and we had many customer immersions with health insurance companies mm-hmm. and with physicians and with all kinds of potential buyers mm-hmm. in order to really do the product market fit, mm-hmm. which is a critical critical stage for gotcha. a startup. Mm-hmm. Then once we graduated from Dreamit, we participated in another uh, uh, healthcare accelerator. It's called New York Digital Health Accelerator. Okay. It's owned by the New York State Health Department, basically. Okay. And what they do, you know, as good New Yorkers, they care only about the money. <laughs> Show me the money. Show me the money. Proof of concept. Yeah. Right. So yeah. who is going to pay you for that mm-hmm. and why? Mm-hmm. And what's the return on investment? Got it. What are the savings that you bring to a hospital? Reimbursement, like remote counseling, reimbursement codes, all that stuff. So basically, that's um, uh, what we've done there. And after we graduated from those two uh, healthcare accelerators, mm-hmm. then we had the product with, uh, you know, a go-to-market strategy around okay. it. Okay. And who are, the, like, the target customers that uh, that uh, we are going after. Gotcha. And we started playing with the use cases because mm-hmm. what we do is defined in technology as platform play. 
Gotcha. It's one platform that could be used yes. in many different use cases. Mm-hmm. It could be used, as uh, Charles mentioned, for smoking cessation. Smoking it could cessation. be used mm-hmm. for elderly care. It could be used for discharge patients. Mm-hmm. It could be used for so many different types uh, of treat- treating diseases and uh, people are distressed and stuff like that. Very, very cool. Now, what I love about this, Aaron, is that, you know, the platform itself is kind of the, this where you lay the foundation and right. the architecture that then allows you to take whatever inputs are coming in and channel them. What I love about this, right. Charles, is also the fact that it's real technology that's being used for something real, like a real solution. Sometimes right. you see things that happen, you know, the smart refrigerator. Yeah. And it's like, what do I, what, you know, do I really need an, you know, some sort of Windows yeah. thing yeah. on the front of my refrigerator? Right. You know, but this is like real. This right. is like superior technology used right. in a way that's actually going to provide a value proposition. Right. So as, as I'm understanding this, Charles, yeah. you're thinking about at least for at least four different types of customers. That's right. right. So you got to try to now think about how, honing in on right. which of these ones we're going to focus in on and how. Talk a little right. bit about that thought process thus far. Exactly. Okay. And, and I like the way you phrased it. it. It really is today artificial intelligence and machine learning, which is the basis of this technology, Basically, a computer learning what you're doing as you repeat it and being able then to more accurately tell the provider what that person is doing is a, is a great catchword today, and you hear it all over the place. Mm-hmm. But how many times have you actually seen it actually translate into actionable insights and, yes. and actionable yes. uh, behaviors that can translate into real value? And, yes. I, and I like the way that you phrase that. So we looking at what are those actionable insights or values, we have... Essentially, two products. The the the, okay. the the product that we're going to market with first is called Safe Being. Safe Being. Safe okay. Being, and okay. really, you know, the name connotes what it's supposed to. We mm-hmm. we feel that by having something on someone's wrist, a patient, for example, who may be at a high risk of readmission, or mm-hmm. or an elderly person that their family's worried about at home, or in a nursing home that may have risk of falling or wandering, we feel that we add a level of safety. Mm-hmm. By watching over that person, we think with an extra level of protection by having either one of our wristbands, that w- hardware that we provide, or again, potentially just the software that's on someone's existing oh. smartwatch. So it can be le- it can be leveraged either way. Okay. If you have an iWatch or a Samsung, that's device agnostic. So if you already have an iWatch or any smartwatch or you smart can just band, plug right into the system. You just download oh. the app. Okay. And it and it, it already uses those. The, the, the sensors that are already built into these devices that are on the shelf. Gotcha. Now, nursing home patient, for example, who may be a little bit older. And yes, they may be a little less technologically savvy, right? right. They so, may be, right? Yep. So, so they have a, a wristband. Wristband. Listeners, we have actually one of the wristbands. You can't see this on radio, but uh, it's absolutely fantastic. It's actually part of the company's product. Uh, it w- They will actually supply for you your own uh, wearable that will right. actually plug into the system. So right. tell us a little bit about that. Right, exactly. Yep. So the one you have that, that you're uh, talking about mm-hmm. is... Uh, very simple, very inexpensive, mm-hmm. waterproof, has a long life, uh, very v- very simple, made out of plastic that will go on the wrist, can be taken on and off, but of course we want it on mm-hmm. more than off. <laughs> right. And the first, going back to your, tying it into your first question a minute ago, the first targeted uh, population is elderly care. Elderly care, okay. And so we see that this is, a, you know, the, in particular having the hardware solution in addition to the software is critical in that population, as we said, that may not already have mm-hmm. a smart band or smart watch. True. We see it also being very valuable in the, the other segment that we're thinking uh, initially of targeting, which is patients who are discharged from the hospital who may have a high risk of being readmitted. Gotcha. So we can intervene earlier mm-hmm. before they have to go back to the emergency room or have a 
you know, a terrible event occur. Gotcha. Right. And then the third area we were, makes a lot of sense is in home care. So if someone's at home and they don't have anybody looking over them 24-7 perhaps, mm-hmm. this potentially gives them that extra layer. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, again, very much aligned with where healthcare is going and trying to provide the lowest cost mm-hmm. solution to get the highest quality. So think about, you know, the cost of having a 24-7 caregiver oh, uh, right. when this might be right. able to replace some of that oh, by giving you some insight into what the person's doing without actually having to have somebody sitting there at the bedside watching them, right? So right. really much aligned also with that value proposition. Gotcha. And then the other product, which is Smokebeat, which is going to be, you know, a little bit probably later in the in the life cycle of the company is someone that can be used to monitor smoking behavior, just in particular, mm-hmm. that particular use case. But the one we're focusing on now, because we think it's just so powerful uh, in terms of where it can be used as a safe being product, which is the is the one we mentioned earlier for the for those particular segments. Very very cool. And Aaron, I wanted to touch base on a build, keep on building on what Charles is talking about. Three segments here. The first segment and the third segment seem to be a little bit older segment. The middle segment could be quite a, a little bit more varied in age. Absolutely. So, yeah. like, how are you thinking about kind of the idea of where to focus? Are you saying like we're going to go all in on these three, or we need some more? We need to kind of figure out a bit more ways. Aaron, what are your thoughts on on to kind of how to distinguish kind of like where's the biggest kind of bang for my buck as I try to you know bring this thing to market? So the low hanging fruit, mm-hmm. uh, basically for for this technology for safe being is elderly. Okay, we'll we'll start there because it's you know obvious that this is a very unique uh, value proposition for them mm-hmm. because currently in all the there and and there are different facilities mm-hmm. like there are nursing homes and assisted living and independent living and subacute care and long term care so there are many different flavors mm. when you're saying elderly care mm-hmm. but this product fits them all mm-hmm. why mm-hmm. because currently the only way to monitor those elderly mm-hmm. is with labor mm-hmm. basically someone needs to go literally mm-hmm. or either call or you know knock on the door mm-hmm. and see how how they are doing mm-hmm. so that's one thing mm-hmm. and the systems that exist currently in the market what you can do is that you 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 should install sensors or beamers around the house mm-hmm. it's very costly installation mm-hmm. implementation maintenance and even then all you get to know is kind of when they move in the right. house. It's or a very house. coarse yeah, kind very of understanding. Exactly right. It's not granular sort of like in the yeah. So mm-hmm. so with yeah. our technology, mm-hmm. basically the you know the, the competitive advantage of it is that first of all you don't need any installation, mm-hmm. you don't need maintenance. Mm-hmm. It's it works everywhere. So not only within the premises, okay. but also outside. Right. When the right. person is wearing the wearable devices and, and you know, going outside. Right. And. More than anything, it provides a full set of ADLs measurement, activities of daily living. Okay, ADLs, so, activities ADL. of daily living. Yes. Gotcha. That's mm-hmm. the healthcare term. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that's really where we provide. Mm-hmm. We, we currently capture, uh, process, and report kind of half a million data records per person per day. Oh, wow. That we correlate in order to generate insights mm-hmm. and create predictive analytics and gotcha. provide it provided to the physicians that we work with uh-huh. in order for them to get a better assessment of the well-being of that individual, gotcha. of that elderly person. Gotcha. And when you provide that holistic uh, service mm-hmm. around that person, not only to the clinician, but also to the family members, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense. Mm-hmm. So we start with elderlies. Okay. And then kind of in parallel, a little bit later, mm. we are going to tap on the use case of discharge patients, discharge patients from later. hospitals. Okay. And this is exactly the case where 
the system was developed for elderly mm-hmm. but as happens with startups mm-hmm. hospitals started to approach us mm-hmm. telling us you know guys that platform that we've seen in that conference mm-hmm. we want to use it wow. for discharge so that's really a place where the market came to us mm-hmm. so we said mm, that's you know that's smart mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. home care will be probably a little bit later okay just in terms of how difficult it is to do kind of B2C, to go to gotcha. consumers, to go to... There, there is a survey that within 10 years, 115 million Americans will require home care services. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, wow. it's a huge market. It's a huge market, yeah. huge market. Listeners, if you're just joining us, we are speaking with uh, Iran Ophir, who is Chief Executive Officer, CEO, and co-founder of Somatics.com, as well as Charles Herman, who is Chief Medical Officer of the same company. Uh, we are talking about the incredible technology that they are using to gesture-based technology to actually understand what people are doing and how to provide better medical uh, interventions to help them. Now, Charles, I want to talk about this idea of focusing on the elderly real quick, right. because two, two things I want to get your thoughts on, sure. uh, to pressure test this a little bit. Elderly, a little bit less technologically savvy, right. so it's going to have to sell them in. Are the, do the doctors sell them into this? That's number one. And then number two, you know, kind of this idea of, you know, maybe they like the social piece, the person that comes in and, you know, is around them and kind of gives them that sense of that. How do you kind of kind of deal with those little bit of those challenges? Uh, I mean, excellent points. And obviously that is sort of the first market test that we had and mm-hmm. going to facilities that were interested. Interesting. So and this has clearly been pilot test. This is like well established in the, in the install correct. base. Okay. It's working. It's working. It's, it's a working <laughs> product. Interesting. Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. And, 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 and how many folks, sorry to interrupt, how many folks on the platform or, or institutions, if you can say? Yeah. Well, we have several, inst- several? Okay. several institutions currently that we've, that have tried it. Gotcha. Several uh, in the next two, three months, we're going to be probably into, we have right now about to start a installation in a chain of nursing homes, independent living, and elderly care facilities that are six to eight facilities. Interesting. Nice. Uh, nice. And, and uh, so... And that, we have done the testing and the data collection in order to develop this system mm-hmm. on, in the case of safe being on few hundreds of participants and Excellent. in the case of Smokebit on thousands of participants. Here's the beautiful thing that listeners right. may not understand, though. So when you hear like smaller numbers of patients, what you probably don't understand is the millions of data points Correct. that are being generated. This is real-time right. analytics through gesture movements. Right. So it's millions and millions, terabytes of data, I right. would assume, Absolutely. On, you know, that's right. coming into the person. So it's a lot of power right. in to be able to understand understand statistical differences and things right. that are going on there. Right. Aaron, let me ask you this. How do you know, how, how do you, I, I would assume that the artificial intelligence piece, the more data you get on me, the smarter you get about yeah, what I mean, I'm doing. It's adaptive. Right. It's adaptive. That's incredible. Right. So how do you, how is it, how do you make sure it's accurate? How do you, what's the error rate? I guess maybe that's another way to yeah. think about it. Great what, question. Uh, what, so there are cases like uh, gestures, like uh, for instance, for smoking, where we are really close to 100%. Wow. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and amazing. Yeah. You need to understand that basically, for instance, for smoking, for example, we measure each and every puff. So it's not that we measure a cigarette, we measure every puff. And with drinking, we measure every sip. Wow. So and th- that's a granularity that we're talking about. Oh, that's about. interesting. So it's like the, uh, the it's the, the the length of time that the oh exactly. and the, it's and big the differences speed. when you actually look at it. Yeah. And it's just amazing. The speed yeah. in amazing. which you serve the, that cup to your mouth mm-hmm. and the length of the sip yeah, and basically the way that you capture mm-hmm. uh, the, whether it's water or tea mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that wow. so we can tell yeah. what's what is it that you drink. That's yeah. amazing. And, and, when, and, the, and going back to your earlier question about the, how's the market perceive it, mm-hmm. absolutely, the, let's talk about elderly care in particular, 
we need buy-in, of course, from mm -hmm. the providers. Right. Mm -hmm. And we don't look at it as a replacement for them. We look at it as an extra, extra level yes. of care, security that they that's not available that's right. anywhere else. The other thing, the interesting thing that's happened in the last year in terms of that value proposition to the provider mm -hmm. is that for the first time ever, the remote patient monitoring codes that you can bill for mm. as a provider were the first time what we called unbundled from the diagnosis codes that patients were having. So gotcha. in the next several months, facilities are actually going to be able to, to get reimbursed and bill separately for remotely monitoring patients they never were before. So Interesting. adding on to that, it provides a financial wow. incentive, incentive mm -hmm. to remotely monitor patients. This is a conscious thing. Medicare took the first mm -hmm. step here. Right. This is a conscious thing. I think everyone, I think it's intuitive, but mm -hmm. the, the, the data show that obviously the earlier that you can intervene mm -hmm. in preventing potentially- The higher the value proposition. Higher the value proposition. Uh -huh, and so uh -huh. if you can remotely monitor someone, it, there may be a cost now of, of the insurance companies paying for the monitoring at home mm -hmm. or in a nursing home. Mm -hmm. But think about the cost savings though, right. based, the small amount they're paying to monitor someone. Right. Imagine what the bill is, you know, if they, end, <laughs> if, they if you can, if the right. patient's getting readmitted, if you can prevent that. If you can prevent it's that. It's a huge cost it's savings. It's a huge milestone. Right, uh, huge incentive. Mm -hmm. right. Mm -hmm. And it's beyond gestures. We also report what we call severity one alerts. Okay. Uh, so basically for fall, we recognize fall, uh, fall of a person falling in real time. Mm -hmm. And we report to the family member or to the caregiver. We also do wandering. Uh, we measure wandering situations. Okay. Basically, we learn ourselves. Again, the user is completely passive. Mm -hmm. Where is home, walk, commuting patterns, point of interest and stuff like that. So when we see that um, a person is 10 miles away mm -hmm. from where he's likely to be and it's 8 p.m., mm -hmm. then again, we report someone that might be, there might be a problem. Mm -hmm. Inactivity as well mm -hmm. of elderly. So... So it's not just gestures, it's it's beyond it. It's gotcha. everything that they do. Everything and that they do. And an alert system. You know, we know there's several alert system companies out there that's all they do. Mm -hmm. You push a button, if you fall, you get someone to the house. It's, gotcha. a, it's a big business. Mm -hmm. This does that, and obviously a million things in addition to that that the alert system isn't doing. But think about it. We call this sort of remote patient monitoring 2.0. Gotcha. Because it's doing a lot of things that the current system just just, just can't, can't do. do. Right, right. What I love about this is is the integration of technology. Give me your thoughts just on, like, how competitive is this space? Are, are there, is there anyone close to you guys in terms of similar technologies, similar similar things that they're doing? Are you guys the only gesture-based, artificial intelligence adaptive uh, platform to be able to provide this kind of care? The simple answer is yes. <laughs> okay, that's a very nice simple answer. <laughs> that's, uh, there, are, there are currently no other companies that mm -hmm. can offer that uh, technology. Mm -hmm. And not only with respect of the gesture detection, but also with respect of all that accumulated and the analysis of all that accumulated data. Mm -hmm. There were many companies who ha that, that have tried uh, to develop gesture detection in real time, mm -hmm. but most of them failed because of technical reasons of gotcha. understanding what it takes to do that. Gotcha. So that's kind of the mm -hmm. one of the you know secret sauce. Yeah. Yes. The other thing that's real interesting and so you know very valuable for this is that it can integrate with other data. So let's say someone has a new smartwatch that can monitor their EKG or their pulse oh. or their temperature. It catches that data as well. It, it can integrate that integrate. data if the okay. phone can do it. So the platform, we could find a way to integrate that into the dashboard mm. that a provider's looking at. Oh. So we're not competing. We're actually synergistic right. with these other apps mm -hmm. and other products that are out there that aren't doing what we're doing, but we can our dashboard can, can integrate with their data and actually now provide sort of a more complete picture mm -hmm. of what someone's doing 
in their home or their nursing home or wherever they may be than you can just by piecemeal trying to put the pieces together. So mm -hmm. it's much more sort of comprehensive and integrative type of picture. Gotcha. We've got about two minutes left, so I want to make sure I, I, this is absolutely fascinating. I love this. This is exciting. So the, the, the initial approach would be more of a more of a more of a push strategy into the push, healthcare right. providers. Right. Uh, at, will there at some point be a plan to kind of try to market directly to pay, to in consumers or or what? I mean, obviously, maybe smoke yeah. beat is a little bit more uh, in, uh, you know adapted to that. But what are your thoughts there? The, the thing that's interesting here, I think, is that it's the platform as you pointed out at the beginning, you picked up on how customizable it mm -hmm, is. Mm -hmm. So if the market starts to demand a product like that, we could customize a product that the consumer could potentially use mm -hmm. that would that may not have all the features or have different features perhaps. Mm -hmm. But our initial strategy we feel is the hardest place to validate technology we think and to get buy-in is from those providers that we feel are really looking out for their patients, mm -hmm, right? Mm -hmm, and mm -hmm. when that market really opens up opens up and mm -hmm. has a stamp of approval. Right. The credibility piece. The credibility piece. piece yeah. Right, it just becomes a, the, a standard, right? Exactly. It's a, a norm. Yeah. And we'll probably also work together with uh, partners and distributors mm -hmm. in order for them to yeah. get it to the mess. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah. Very, very exciting. Uh, this is absolutely Somatics.com is the website. It's going to be an incredible um, technology uh, I've been super excited to have you both here. Uh, this is uh, Iran Afir, Chief Executive Officer, CEO, and co-founder of Somatics with us in the studio, as well as uh, Dr. Charles Herman, uh, who is the Chief Medical Officer of the company. Congratulations on an amazing product, and I thank you both for joining me today. Thanks a lot. It's been a pleasure. Thank Thanks you. for having us here. Appreciate it. For more insight from Business Radio, please visit businessradio.wharton.upenn.edu.